Hello, citizens of the realm. Welcome back to yet another episode of Press A Gaming. I'm your host, Zephyr Zero, and today I am joined by a much larger cast than usual. As always, I'm joined by Wild High 77. What's up? And Dusty of the Sock Drawer. Hello. And we got a returnee from a couple of episodes ago. We got Black Wings back hey, again. Yep. And of course, today we also have Anvil. The old consumer flame of gluttony, just chasing rice cakes around a bowl of soup like trying to catch a goldfish with chops. Yep, yep. he definitely just said that. Yep. That was a anyway. lot of words. <laughs> Today's today's topic is uh, cooperative games because we're actually going to be doing a little bit of a let's play later involving a cooperative game uh, called Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. What's cooperative game? I don't want I don't want a player two. I only want a player one. That's me. Aha! Oh. Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> anyway, for let's, the uninitiated, for the uninitiated, uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes is a cooperative game. In which case you have two players or more. Uh, one player is playing the bomb diffuser. The other player is preferably in another room somewhere with a paper manual that you actually like print out uh, that tells you how to diffuse the bomb. And the goal is to have the person with the manual talk the person who's diffusing the bomb through diffusing the bomb without actually seeing the bomb. But there are with the VR version, you can actually have like the the manual person watching the screen, so they can see what the bomb maker, uh, bomb diffuser can see. Makes it slightly easier, but not any less fun. It's the video game version of uh, Bomb Squad. Essentially, yeah. Yeah. Okay, but uh, before we get started, how about we uh, clarify the rules of a cooperative game? Like, are we talking, uh, you're sitting in the same room, controller one, controller two? Are we talking online, or is, like, things like MMOs uh, eliminated from this topic of conversation? Is there is there more than one player collective, collectively working towards a, the same goal? Okay. So that covers pretty much everything. I mean, MMOs are... ...brought out, because... You're not necessarily only cooperating, cooperating with uh, each other. Everybody's sort of doing their own thing, and occasionally you party up. See, fair. I, I That's kinda, a fair assessment. I kind of have to agree that you have to put a limit size when using the phrase co-op, because there's co-op and then there's multiplayer. Multiplayer games cover the same kind of aspect of working towards the same goal, while another team, whether it be AI or real people, are working against that goal. But, but you essentially, to me, co-op is a player one and a player two. Multiplayer is or, anything that is more than two players. But, but that's how I, I Well, let me throw this out because I do the MMO. I don't do a lot of the multiplayer aspect. I do co-op. I have a best friend. We log on and we do the quest together. It's just the two of us. So you can do it. It makes it the boring grinds of world quests and stuff better because they're doing the same exact thing at the same exact time so we can make fun of how stupid the game is right now. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, I do that with Borderlands. And there, there, yeah, exactly. There's a game that my little brothers have uh, that I actually got them for birthday or Christmas or something called Five Minute Dungeons. 
and it's a it's a little cooperative card uh, tabletop game that you're all working to defeat the dungeon in five minutes, uh, and it, that can happen have more than two players for it but it's still a cooperative card game you're not like backstabbing your buddy like munchkin like it's it's not a thing in that game and uh i i would say munchkin is automatically disqualified as being a cooperative card a cooperative game because you are intended to backstab your buddy oh no that's on co-op games because there are times you can gain two people can game up on somebody else and work together too Fair, um, but there's another. Yeah, it's it, it's it's not. Dragon Inn is not a car- cooperative card game because Red Dragon Inn is just uh, that, that's that's every that's, man that for is, themselves. Okay, so that's royale game right there. So this is the only okay battle royale game. Tabletop adventure card game. There's a game called House on the Hill, and it's sort of a horror adventure card game tabletop. Where it's co-op, at least until a certain point, where the twist is revealed. And at that point, it might be revealed that one of you is a traitor and killing all the others. Or none of you are a traitor, and you're all just trying to survive a different life. So it, it's different. And you never know if you're a traitor until the reveal. See, and I, I actually want to build off of that because there's another game that's very similar to that. It's called Hail Hydra, um, yes. based off of the off of Marvel. The idea is you're playing with a team of people, and you're all supposedly on this same team as you're facing down enemies that are trying to destroy New York City. Mm-hmm. But at any point in time, you, if you happen to be a Hydra player, you and any other Hydra player that's playing it can declare that you're actually playing as Hydra, and suddenly it's everyone versus you, the other person, and the villain. So it goes from being a co-op game to a versus game very, very quickly. Interesting. See, I I feel like those games kind of exist in in a gray area cooperative because there is definitely a, a, a heavy cooperative component but then there's also that like heel face turn or face heel turn incorporated into the game. Mm. Another co-op card game that I really like is called Aether. And what it is, it's a deck building game, co-op, where you have a specific boss that you're trying to defeat. And you have to defeat his hordes and him. And each... In each round, the boss gets progressively more dangerous. And the goal is to survive and kill the boss. And it basically boils down to everybody wins if one of you survives. Okay. Which was a lot of fun. I know. Uh, Wild High, Dusty, you guys got any input? I don't really know much about cooperative card games. I, uh... Well, yeah, there's, I, I don't there's video games that have the same content, uh, concept, too. Um, well, see, I'm in the I'm the guy that usually pulls out like old schooler games like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtle in Time, uh, uh, you know, uh, Double Dragon or or Streets of Rage. D- Double Drag Double Dragon was one of the ones I was waiting to get brought up, probably by <laughs> you, because that's like the uh, that's like the original cooperative game or the Ultimate Frustration Contra. 
<laughs> yep, there it is. <laughs> Where you and a friend could get frustrated at the exact same time. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about Mario Party? Oh, God, no, that's another episode altogether. <laughs> How about games that have co-op modes that aren't typically co-op but have a co-op story mode? To go with are you like, talking about Portal 2? Yes! <laughs> I'm glad you saw where I was going with that. I mean... Actually, Portal 2 would qualify because, uh, as I recall, the co-op story is different than the main storyline. It absolutely is. So it has an entirely different game mode for the cooperative. One of the, one of the more modern games that comes to my mind when I'm, I'm thinking of co-op plays or, or game modes that have cooperative play, uh, one of the first ones to come to mind is Army of Two. Oh, yeah, that that that's pretty much built around the co-op experience. Yeah, but I could also I don't I don't know if it, uh, you can play two-player cooperatively, but maybe even Resident Evil Zero. I know Resident Evil Zero was the first one to introduce you uh, using two characters and being able to switch out, but I don't remember if you could have a a friend join in and play the second character. I don't remember. Uh, about Resident Evil Zero. I do remember that everybody was like going gaga over Halo 3 when it came out and unlike the first two instances of the series where the co-op campaign was you were just another random Spartan uh, Player 2 got to be the Arbiter in Halo 3 which was, was, was everybody was like oh yeah well yeah like well, no, you got to do that in Halo 2. I was going to say, it introduced the ability to be able to really utilize the um, Covenant's weaponry in that, but you got were able to do that in Halo 2 because they jumped between Master Chief and Arbiter throughout the story, so never mind. But you never got to play as them both in the same mission. Nope. Which is what, which is why everybody was going gaga over Halo 3, because it was like, <laughs> from the very first mission, if you were playing co-op with somebody, instead of, like, Chief... And Chief 2, it was Chief and Player 2 is Arbiter. And everybody was like, oh, that's awesome. I mean, when I'm thinking about it, one of the original uh, cooperative plays, almost in a sense, would be like Super Mario Brothers. For the record, I don't have two. Yeah, Yeah, because the original Super Mario Bros. had... Uh, player one would be Mario, which was Red Jumpman, and uh, player, two was, player two was the Green Jumpman, slightly taller. Uh, actually, it might have been the same. It was the same frame in the original. Yeah, same frame. In the yeah, Luigi. And, Luigi didn't become too uh, taller until Super Mario Brothers two. After Strasburg. <laughs> Actually, but actually, but actually, I'm I'm correcting myself. Not Super Mario Brothers, the original Mario Brothers. Yeah, when, that's what I was saying. yeah, one where they're running around the sewer, bashing the turtles and hitting the pow block. Yeah, yeah, I had to I had to correct myself. <laughs> I, I can't even remember which one was the first one to introduce it, but along the same vein, Mega Man offered the same same thing. Because, exactly, oh, man. It, I don't remember which game introduced it, but you were able to have player one play as Mega and the player two to play as Proto Man. I can't remember which one year it was doing that was. I'm thinking... It's been a really long time. 
I'm also. I loved Mega Man, so that's why I know that one. No, I love Mega Man too, but I'm also uh, just had a flashback to a uh, a uh, shooter on the 8-bit Nintendo called Operation Wolf. That yes! that did have a uh, co-op ability where player two could come in and you both had like your little rectangles running around screen, which confused the fuck out of you in that game. But it, it still worked because they didn't they didn't bother making the rectangles different colors. So we're 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 about to go full arcade here because I just thought I thought of one. I, I wonder the time crisis. Time, yeah, time crisis. I, I was going I to be nice. I was going to be nice and wait on that one because arcade games as a whole is gonna send us down a rabbit hole. But yeah, time crisis. Well, a lot of arcade games are built around the whole cooperative, uh-huh. play, yeah, play, yeah, player set. Because it's yeah. like, unless it's a fighting game or a racing game in an arcade, the only other mode of play you got is you're both staring at the same screen, going through the same campaign. Right, because you each of you get the light gun. Right, because if you if you look at Time Crisis, you might as well add in like Terminator. You might as well add in the fucking uh, Aerosmith game that happened for a while. The fucking hell, you can go down. You can go down to you, yeah, I mean, the the the, Aer- the Aerosmith game and like the Guitar Hero and no 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 not Guitar Hero. There was a shooter Aerosmith game where you shot CDs. Yeah. What? Oh no, I I played that game too. I, no, I what? Know, I know what game he's talking about. Keith, it was at the bowling alley in Fairport. Was it? Yes. <laughs> I guess I just wasn't paying attention. Well, to be fair, we were always playing Time Crisis. So. That is true. Uh, I mean, that was our jam. Since we mentioned Time Crisis, I feel like we need to mention its ancestor, the one that started the co-op shooter game, Duck Hunt. Oh, yes. I love Duck Hunt. Could you, could you do Double Blaster on Duck Hunt? Yes, I did. Yes, you, you could. You could do Double Blaster on Duck Hunt. The other thing you could do with Duck Hunt is if you stuck a controller into the second Shut up, dude. No, shut up. Shut up. You don't even get to talk about that. I fucking was alive when the uh, when the original 8-bit Nintendo came out. I played Duck Hunt for fucking 30-some-odd years, and it wasn't until like a couple months ago on Facebook I discovered you could do that. <laughs> wow. wow. It was in the manual. I, it I was. Like, that's how I found out about it playing on, on the, the freaking NES that my grandparents had at their house for us to play. Was it was in the fucking manual. I used to fuck with my sister all the time. <laughs> like, fuck that. Have, have, you, have you seen the, the Geico commercial with the, the, the freaking fisherman guy with the dollar on, on the end of the fisherman? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you almost got it. That was, that was me with my sister making the duck dodge her fucking shot. <laughs> oh, you almost got him. You gotta be quicker than that. <laughs> That's how I felt this weekend when we went to the arcade. Turns out I can't go with Salem to the arcade because when we do the shoot 'em up games, he gets like ninety five percent of the kills, and then you get mine. Kind of sad, but yeah, co op play That's is fun. Like time crisis with Anvil. <laughs> I know, I, especially yeah. Time Crisis Two. I used to have that game memorized. Like, I knew exactly where on the screen the enemies were going to pop up, exactly when they were going to pop up. I'd head shoot them before you even realized they were there. Like, it, be- <laughs> it, be- it became a bit of a meme for multiplayer in Halo of, oh, you stole my kill? No, that, w- that was me playing Time Crisis with Anvil. Sounds like, like Anvil 
Sounds like Anvil Always. was the guy when he was standing there with the 8-bit Nintendo playing Duck Hunt. He was he had the gun like resting on the TV screen. <laughs> <laughs> now, see, now that you mention it, I wonder if that's why I couldn't beat him on Walking Dead because he seemed to know stuff before I did when the, they came around. Maybe <laughs> yeah, he played it before and didn't tell me. That that sounds about right. <laughs> now it makes more sense. So see, I'm also some of the, some of the newer light gun games at arcades. They actually have out, so it's slightly different each time, and the AI doesn't always perform the same. But old Time Crisis, you can fucking memorize that shit. It's gonna happen the same way every single time. See, I'm I'm now thinking about uh, another arcade game that that. Uh, very much promoted uh, cooperation, and it's right in our wheelhouse, Dungeons and Dragons. Truth. They did have yeah. the Dragons arcade game. They did. I forgot all about that. <laughs> that being said, let's talk about Dungeons and Dragons itself. I was about to say, I like, you, that is the epitome of co-op. Well, you don't have but it's not to a two player with your partners. I guess that's it not just it. helps. But that's that's multiplayer. That's not it's a. Not that's not a. Everything on fire and watch it burn. But, Zephyr, Zephyr, let me ask you a question then, and this this can go out to the whole room. But Dungeons and Dragons, multiplayer or party game? Multiplayer. I'd you say know, I, I, I kind of want to go for party game just for the pun. I I <laughs> I kind of I kind of lean towards both. Yeah. See, that's where I was going with it too. I'm thinking about it. And it's like you, you multiplayer because you you. Need obviously multiple people to play it, but in the same breath, it, <laughs> you make an event out of playing it every week, and yeah. that technically classifies as being a party game. Yeah, that's both party game and uh, it's 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 cooperative party and multiplayer because it's, it's it's really up to your players whether well, what the game mode is because all it takes is one <laughs> member of the party to decide that hey, hey I'm gonna set everybody else. Up. It's it's now last man standing. Let's go. But see, see now I feel better because that means I have a party at my house almost every week. This is awesome. Yeah. See, I don't have. Those are always the fun D and D games when you're facing like a uh, a beholder or something like that, and your party just can't beat it. So you decide, I don't have to be faster than everyone. Just the last person in the line. <laughs> you just described my last LARP experience. <laughs> oh. oh. God damn it, I rolled a natural one. <laughs> oh, oh. oh I, I saw a meme something oh, no. about that recently. I your your, your player so. your players are always one natural one away from becoming one. Yeah, let's talk about natural ones and becoming memories, Billy. I I did not roll a natural one to die. <laughs> I was killed by something that was massively stronger than me. Yeah. And just Double the damage in my hit points. That I had to be fair. That I had to be fair. I was the one to pick the fight with. <laughs> yep. That is true. You got killed. And, I see. And, and and to make Dusty proud, I did it drunk. Oh. <laughs> you won drunk after hours. I tell you. <laughs> Sorry, we're getting off topic. Yeah, that's <laughs> no, fine. Like when when like do it. we not get off? Off topic. Well, well, to bring it back on topic, I'm yeah, back to be a. Be careful, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure off topic is like 
copyrighted or trademarked or something. <laughs> well, to get it back on, how about get it back on tangent? Um, I've gotten back to, to being addicted to Minecraft, playing with my best friend, and that's a great co-op because without him, I would die a lot. Yeah. God. That I would definitely classify more as a co-op than a multiplayer. Yes, you can have multiple people on the same server as it, but that is specifically a game where you can either go off by yourself or you can work toward the benefit of a single goal with multiple people. Are you, or are you really each other? Are you really going to look me in the eye and tell me that Plan G was cooperative? <laughs> hey, hey, two people work together to make that a thing. Well, wait a minute. I, I, I'm kind of confused on this multiplayer thing. Uh, because of the fact that, like, when you think about it, like, uh, you think about an MMO, for example. Let, let's just let's just say, like, Star Wars: The Old Republic. Nine times yeah. out of ten, you're not going into a death battle arena like you did, would say in Jedi Outcast, where multiplayer was a bunch of Jedi's running around killing each other. Um, in The Old Republic, you guys are usually working towards a common goal. You party up and make a common goal. So I'm kind of confused on that because, like. I'm thinking of like, you could have multiple people, for example, like on Gears of War, where maybe the deathmatch types are, are multiplayer because everybody's shooting each other and everything else, but you also have Horde mode where everybody's working together. Right. There's a certain point where games uh, kind of bridge the gap between their, their main genre and cooperative games. Like, uh, for, the first per for example, with the first-person shooter genre... Uh, Call of Duty for a little while had the Nazi zombies thing with the. What do you mean a little while? <laughs> They're still doing it. <laughs> started started. Well, it's not Nazi zombies anymore. It's just <laughs> no. It is. Um, start started started at World at War, and they brought it back for a couple of different iterations of Call of Duty. But that game mode is cooperative. Like you're, you're you're playing with a bunch of people, and your goal is not to kill each other. Your goal is to. Not die. Bullshit! If it, if my health is low, I'm throwing you in front of the horde. Right. <laughs> now, now, see, I'll I'll actually play the reverse card on that, and I'll stick to the FPS subject. Destiny Two started it off as a multiplayer working together towards a similar goal, but then with one of their DLC seasons, they introduced a game type that essentially made it. PvP. It was a PvP slash PvE thing where, yes, you're working together towards a single goal, but again, there's another team that's working against you and you're fighting against them. Well, you, you kind of bring up a great point, especially when it comes to MMOs. Uh, does, does types of uh, MMOs like World of Warcraft, where you primarily play PvE, even if you're not partied up with people, it's primarily PvE, unless you go into areas of PvP, or unless you set up your character to be PvP, does that disqualify the game type from being multiplayer? Or or not that, multiplayer, but uh, cooperative? Well, that's why I was so broad with my, my, my thing of cooperative games, because like if you go on to, say, the Steam store or something and search the tag, if you put in co-op, you're going to have a lot of games pop up that aren't just necessarily random, just just cooperative game, two player, two or more players working toward a common goal. There's going to be MMOs on there. There's going to be first-person shooters. There's going to be anything that's got a cooperative element to it will have that tag. Uh, 
Oh, I've got the I've, I've got the end all. Cooperative games. It's like <clears throat> I guess we're talking less about a genre and more about a phenomenon that happens in games where you have two or more players working together towards a common. Oh, I, I, I agree with that. I've got I've got the I've got the end all. I've got the end all. This this ends the episode right here, right here. The ultimate, uh, the ultimate cooperative game is the Lego franchise. True fucking fact. Oh, you are right. My nope. kids spent hours doing those. GG, everybody. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't even. How did I forget about I didn't even Lego. Think about any of the Lego games. I'm glad you brought it up because I didn't want to. I'm <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't lie. I looked down and I saw a case for Marvel superhero, uh, Lego Marvel superheroes too, and I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> you handed it to me. I'm the end of the table. That's me assuming you're done. Who's doing thing? So, anyways, away from the side tangent that just happened. Yeah, no, Lego, Lego, any doesn't matter which one. It was Lego. Harry Potter, Lego Star Wars, you name it, they Jurassic made a Park, Lego version Jurassic of it. Uh, that thing thrived on co cooperative play. It was yeah. literally designed for it. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 even, the even more awesome thing about the Lego franchise for cooperative play is you could beat up on your, your fellow player, oh, yeah. and all you did was explode into bricks and respawn like five seconds later. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was there was no game over. I I, I might have pissed off my siblings on more than one occasion with that move. I don't I don't uh, remember. I, it was there there was a consequence though. If you killed your partner, like that partner lost all his studs and you picked him up. Uh, yep. <laughs> so there there was a little you know incentive to beat the shit out of your partner. At the end of the level, your studs were counted together anyway. I know, but it was just brag rights. I had more studs than you. Here's the problem, though. The penalty for it, if you kill your your cooperative person, some of those studs actually disappeared off the game. So you never picked up everything that they had. So if you keep doing that back and forth, back and forth, eventually you're going to hit zero for both players. <laughs> this sounds like first-hand knowledge. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> I've been ca called in. Mom, he's dying yeah. again. He's making me explode. I've waited long enough to bring up. I feel like I've waited long enough. It was specifically made only as a co-op game. Four Swords. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Four yeah. Swords. Both Cube and the original version of the Four of Swords. The DS. On, no, not on oh. the DS. It was on the Game Boy Advance. Game Boy Advance, yes. Yep, and it was designed. It, it was specifically designed for Link Cable. And if you didn't have a Link Cable in a second player, you could not play it. That's why they. That's why it was uh, part of a, a bundle pack with uh, uh, Link to the Past. So that way, for some of us who didn't have the Link cable, still had a game they could play that they spent forty, fifty bucks on. Right. <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. I forgot about Four Swords. In the GameCube version, you could play it without. Yes. But it was difficult as fuck by yourself. Yeah. Yes, it was. Because the game was entirely built around having four players. <laughs> you get by with two players. For what? Four, four players. Four, four players. Four players was easy. Three players was medium. Two, 
two players was hard and one player was critical. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I think that's one of the only Zelda games I never beat. I love that game so much. Uh, I specifically bought an extra, a second Game Boy Advance and a link cable just to play that. Oh, and a second copy. Yep. The, uh, Link to the Past for Swords Adventure. Yeah, I, I believe that. I specifically bought it so that I can play that with Because everybody <laughs> was like, oh, that sounds like a lot of fun, but I don't have this and that and the other thing. And I'd be like, well, don't you worry. I have everything. But uh, we mentioned we mentioned keep talking and nobody explodes at the beginning of the episode. Uh, I feel like because it's it's a different kind of cooperative. Uh, it kind of along the same lines of Legend of Zelda: uh, Four Swords Adventure is that it is designed entirely around the co-op. It's damn near impossible to play by yourself. What game was this? Keep talking and nobody explodes. Oh it's yeah, the, the bomb defusal one. Because in order to play it by yourself, you have to, like, memorize the entire manual. And uh, this is not a small manual. 16 pages? This, it oh, is... God, no. 20, most 23 pages. 23 pages with, of a manual. With the most ridiculous diagrams you have ever seen. Uh, on standard letter, you know, the whole page is filled out with information. And in order to be able to successfully play this game by yourself, you'd have to memorize that whole manual or be a really uh, fast reader. Like, it is, uh, this whole game is predicated on having a second player. And, and, and I, that, it honestly spawned the entire idea for this episode because, like, it got me thinking, are there any other games out there that are, that are built on being cooperative? There's Actually, games that are more successful. I've, I've got one that I just thought of that you can play by yourself, and it's very similar to Four Swords. You can play it by yourself, but it is exceedingly difficult to do so. And I just found out it is supposed to be played on VR, but you can play it on console. Star Trek Bridge Crew. Yeah. yeah. I just recently picked this up for the PlayStation. It's a hell of a lot of fun, but good God, is it hard to play by yourself? Because you get to choose between the captain, tactical, engineering, and the Science. pilot seat. Oh, helmsman. And, and you can, depending on where you're sitting, you have X amount of commands that you can execute. But if you have multiple people playing with you, whether it's online, person, what have you, it... it feels like you're in for, on the freaking bridge of the Enterprise. And, you know, if if, if Star, Star Trek Bridge Simulator counts, then so, so does Artemis Spaceship yeah. Bridge Simulator. Oh, God. I forgot about that game. <laughs> well, oh, that game was a nightmare. You can play an entire ship by yourself if you know what you're doing. But it is difficult. Fuck. It is so difficult. Oh, see, that, I, that'll be our I, friendship. I I have I've done it before. I have won against other bridge crews who were like fully entirely staffed crews, but I cheesed the whole thing because it was at, right after the update where they introduced the uh, jump drive 
uh, as opposed to the warp engines. So you could pick a coordinate on the map, plug it in, and your drunk drive would pop you there. And so I figured out real quick that I could use the science menu, pick where my opponent was, pop in behind him, launch a bunch of torpedoes, pop back to a random coordinate, and uh, be pretty devastating by myself. But uh, that very quickly stopped being a thing once everybody else figured out how to use the jump drive too. Um, one game I was thinking of that uh, that that was brought up from your your key talking or uh, you'll explode. Uh, it wasn't necessarily designed to be co-op, but I think uh, along the lines of like the games we're talking about, it's a lot easier co-op. Is the new Friday the Thirteenth online? Like, granted, okay, one player becomes uh, Jason, and his job is to, or her job is to run around and kill everybody. But everybody that's not Jason, you survive better and function better working together. Yeah. Because the only way to escape Jason is to uh, survive the, the 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 whole entire match. Uh, escape Camp Crystal Lake or get like a car together, which you have to find like three different components, and there's only one of each Dead, component Dead on by, the field. Dead by Daylight would also qualify because that's a very similar game to, game style. Okay, I never one played Dead by Daylight. So plays the monster. Everybody else plays uh, victims. I can't recommend Dead by Daylight enough. That game is so much fun to watch, but jump scare city if you're playing it. You know, you know what's funny. What, what it, it, it's kind of off topic, but jump scare out of all hell was uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two when they introduced Ewok Hunt. <laughs> uh, if you want the jump scariest game you've ever seen in your life? Fear Files. I was gonna all say. Three of them. I was gonna say uh, uh, Spooky's House of Jump Scares or something. Uh, I'm more partial to Five Nights at Freddy's, but that's just because I'm a pussy. <laughs> At least he's honest about it. <laughs> yeah, man. I hate jump scare games. You'll never watch me playing them. Fear Files was one of the first. UA scented candle. The uh... fuck you. Uh... You know what, bitch? Come here. I'm gonna <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Which which scented candle? Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's. No, no, no. After hours reference. <laughs> Hashtag ramble rant. <laughs> <laughs> Files, Put another one on the shots fired counter. And so you were constantly on your toes, so each jump scare was just that much worse. Yeah. What game though? Uh, and that one was actually a lot easier to play as well. I like how we and went. I like how we there. went from co-op uh, games to jump scares. Well, I mean, like to be fair, jump scares are always better with someone else. <laughs> you know, it's another fun po- uh, co-op game. I've been screaming forever for everybody to do it, especially for Sounds Dicey uh, Gaming Channel. Yeah, Dungeons and Dragons Neverwinter. So fucking good. Such a good game. I have been screaming forever for everybody to get together and let's do a fucking live let's play on Twitch of it. As a party together. And I can never get anybody on. I wonder why. <laughs> well, I mean, you're just... You're, you're just tempting the gods of roleplay in, in that request. 
because it's hard enough to keep a tabletop party together for a tabletop game. Yeah, but I mean, like, if everybody can <laughs> you, you play think, in the comfort you, you, easier by having it be online? No, but we ain't running the fucking tabletop right now, so... You can just play it from the comfort of your couch. I mean, like, that makes it a lot easier. You don't have to try to get everybody to commute to someone's house, one I'm person's right. house, and agree which house to go I'm to. I'm making a joke about schedules lining up, guys. Come on. <laughs> I was going to say, if I owned it, I would probably do it, but I don't own it. It's free. Uh, isn't Neverwinter free to play? It is free. And can my old PC handle it? Uh, considering Your Xbox can. Considering it I came can't out use an Xbox. I'm pretty sure, yeah, it can handle it. Okay, then I'll download it and I can I'll I'll play with you. It's not exactly Dark Souls. Oh shit! We are we talking? Are we talking PC version of it? I mean, I means I'll have to download it because I have it on Xbox One and PS4. Well, unfortunately, unfortunately, I can't play Xbox. I can only do PC. But does it have crossplay? Because Xbox has done a lot of crossplay between PC. I think Neverwinter is one of the ones that has crossplay, but I might be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. That will be something that somebody has to look up. Hang on. Wait, wait. I got this. I got this. Okay, Google. <laughs> Does Neverwinter have cross-platform play? PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Some of the commenters on the PlayStation blog asked about cross-platform compatibility. Oh, shut <laughs> Yeah, no, that, that, that's that, that, right. Some of the players asked about cross-platform compatibility. Oh, and you know what? That's not that, what we wanted to know. We wanted to know. Can it do it? <laughs> to, to be it's fair. Like news after be it fair. was announced the popular blah, blah, blah. Um... To anyone who owns a PlayStation We're 4 waiting. has a broadband internet connection, there's no requirement to sign up, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Anvil's mumbling to himself right now. We're listening. Well, if you're going to narrate... Cross-platform playability to Rocket League, making it possible. Uh, it's Rocket not League. yet, unfortunately, Neverwinter user, for Neverwinter users... It was mentioned that the game would not feature cross-platform compatibility. Aww. Um, well, that sucks. Well, for future Zep, if you're gonna if you're gonna narrate over somebody while they're living life, you got to do it in a Morgan Freeman voice. <laughs> <laughs> really? I was I was I was I was gonna do a. Oh come on, brain! Why do I have to blank on the guy's name? Um, God, he does all he does all the freaking nature documentaries. Oh, uh... Steve James Irwin. Jones? No. <laughs> James Earl Jones? No. Yes, um, James Earl Jones. That's what I thought he was talking about. Okay. No, not James Earl Jones. He, Are you he, talking about Neil the, deGrasse Tyson? No, the British white guy. Oh, I'm talking about... Um, Jacques Cousteau? No. No, wait, he's French. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, my God. Of course, if you're going to narrate over my life, you have to use Samuel L. Jackson, because I curse a lot. <laughs> Look, my, know, my life story just needs more motherfucker. Before, and it's something to behold. <laughs> you ever watch Wanted? No. Watch it. You will never, you will never look at... David Attenborough. Yeah, there you go. I have brain. I have Google. 
I mean, I have heard uh, Morgan Freeman curse before. I've I've watched seven. We need. Oh, we, oh good we need. We need. To, we need to make a make a T-shirt of that. Oh, Fuck you, brain. I have. Good- <laughs> start selling it as merch. I'm still waiting for hashtag Ramblant shirt. So you know. be patient. I'm working on it. I'm still waiting for dusty. I'm still waiting for dusty socks. T-shirts. Dusty socks. We have so much mark. <laughs> dusty socks. We have so much marketable material in our podcast that we need to just start making uh, T-shirts and selling them on a on a store. <laughs> hashtag Ramble Rant. Fuck you, brain. I have Google. Press A. Yeah, Which is the show I named? I named this show after a shirt I created, playing a game against somebody who was a loudmouth idiot. I was I'm sitting there. The story is, is I was I'm sitting there playing a, a NHL hockey, an EA sports game, and oh, this no. and this dude was like fucking, oh, I could kick your ass in this game, and blah blah blah. I can kick. He was one of those dudes. It's like I could beat you in everything, right? I'm like, all right, and I hand him controller and said, let's go. And the whole entire time, he kept asking me, how do you do this? How do you do that? How do you do this? How do you do that? And, of course, in EA Sports, what's the typical answer? Press A. Press A. So for, like, two hours, all you heard me come out of my mouth was press A. Well, I was kicking his ass, by the way. Press A. Press A. And it got so bad that my friend and I both went out and made shirts called just, that simply just said press A. So. funny. So when the uh, whenever we hung around a dude, we'd wear the shirts and get shut the fuck up, guys. You know, but uh, that's literally where this podcast title came from. Was that T-shirt? Nice. <laughs> I love how I'm the host of the show, and I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, now you know. And knowing is half the battle. I was gonna. Yeah, I was thinking I if I was gonna say it, but yeah. I love the fact. I love the fact we had the attitude uh, harmonized GI Joe in the background too. <laughs> <laughs> There is such a backstory <laughs> that we don't have enough time left in this nope. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one advantage to everyone knowing each other. Well, except Chris, but, you know, we tolerate you. <laughs> hey, hey, am I fucking married again? <laughs> I, keep say, I keep saying that all we have to do is get popular enough that we can start doing the con scene, and then we'll all meet each other at cons. That would be cool. And again, all you guys, for people that need to know, I'm in Philadelphia. You guys are in New York. We're we're not technically like across country. Well, oh, no, no. Now I'm in I'm in New York, but I'm usually in Pittsburgh. I was, yeah, I was gonna say Anvil moved on us. He abandoned us all. No, you guys just didn't go to the state that actually believes in your constitutional rights. Working it's, on it. It's on it's on the list of maybe places to move in five years. Yeah, but you you picked the wrong side of the state. <laughs> I like Pittsburgh. It's like someone took a city and dropped it in the forest. Yeah, no, exactly what that's not kind of exactly what they. Yeah, they, somebody took a city and dropped it in the middle of a forest in a valley. Well, uh, middle of a forest on, on top of like four mountains. Anyway, we're getting way off top here. Top all here. I all I know is Anvil, stay the fuck out of my notes for fucking four corners of hell. <laughs> anyway, on that note, uh, Chris, where, or yeah, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, probably trying to pick Dusty up out of some flower bed somewhere. No, you can find. <laughs> 
You can find me right here on Realm of the Mist Entertainment on all the pretty much the podcasts, including After Hours and, of course, the show I do host, Breaking the Fourth Wall, or over at our sister channel, Sounds Dicey Gaming, where I sometimes DM, sometimes play a character. We will get back to that. And majority of the time, doing video game Let's Plays and playthroughs of just whatever game I wound up buying at a bargain bin at some point. And, of course, if you prefer your audio podcasts or your podcasts in audio format only, you could always look up Realm of the Mist Entertainment on Anchor.fm, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, and even most recently, Pandora, or wherever quality podcasts may be heard. All right, Dusty, where can they find you? On the sock drawer. Um, any place he just mentioned, because you know that's our producer, and we also are on Facebook and on Twitter under the Sock Drawer SD and uh, Patreon, and I think that's pretty much it right now. Wait a minute, Sock Drawer SD. I just realized it's the standard edition. Yeah, waiting to see how long that one was going to take to get. To- <laughs> <laughs> it's Sock Drawer Sound and Dusty. Monday for that. <laughs> or it's Sock Drawer Initials SD, <laughs> which is Sock Drawer. <laughs> No, it's Salem Dusty, duh. Keep going. Sure. As long as it's not Gundam SD, we're okay. (laughs) As long as there's no T in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, get your minds out of the gutter. I'm talking about Star Trek Discovery. (laughs) There's more people than me. Keep going. Black Wings, where can they find you? Uh, You can find me on Facebook and YouTube under the handle Josh. Wilson, I'm on Twitter for Blackwings13. Same with my Twitch channel, Blackwings13. You can also find me highly influencing the beautiful Dusty with a nice bottle of alcohol. <laughs> and Anvil. Oh, you can usually find me on Xbox, A the Anvil O. Or if you really want to meet me, just tell me you have pie. I will go a long way for pie. I have pie. I would want Well, pie I tell you what, meet me halfway. Deal. <laughs> meat pies, meat pies. Do you care? Pie flavor. Well, if it's the, if, depending on what kind of pie it is, I might be willing to go the whole this. Pie flavor. It's, it's Dusty's pie. <laughs> All right. I got a lovely pie. You don't know how dirty that just sounded. I'm your host, Zeph. Zephyr Zero, you can find me on Press A Gaming Podcast. Obviously, I'm your host. And uh, you can also find me occasionally on After Hours and uh, any other podcast they decide to Shanghai me into at the time. This has been Press A Gaming, and remember to press A for more great content. <laughs>